As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GainBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GainBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at GainBridge.io. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hour number two here on a Friday Jason McIntyre in for Colin, joined by Alex Curry. And uh, shout out to uh, your flipping bats partner, Ben Verlander, texting us about dynasties officially. You, this has been the conversation we've had like the last three days. I believe a dynasty is three or more championships, and you and Ben both think that it's two. Two and you getting can considered to a third. It's really, no. really tough to uh, win uh, championships. We, we gotta ask the fans out there. We, we gotta ask. We gotta yes. ask America what yes. they think. What do you consider a dynasty? Okay. Yeah, well, we got Eric Mangini coming up yeah. in five minutes. He he knows dynasties for okay. sure from All his right. time That's in fair. New England. Uh, but I wanted to start with this. Okay, so DK Metcalf has been on the show. He is a great receiver, Seattle Seahawks, uh, very exuberant receiver. His speed, his size combination makes him nasty. So he was recently asked for his top five receivers in NFL history. And a couple are layups. Like, if you don't have Jerry Rice up there, you know, you got some problems. Obviously, he has Jerry Rice fourth. Okay. Randy Moss, love Randy Moss. He has him two. Terrell Owens, three. Terrell Owens, for me, is top three for sure. Julio Jones, love that call at five. But having Antonio Brown number one, I believe, completely discredits the list. Now, there's a lot of ways I can go here. Let's let's start with the positive. Antonio Brown, at the height of his powers, he had about a four-year window. He was absurdly good. Unstoppable. Him and Ben Roethlisberger were vibing. The numbers were ridiculous for about four years. However, the off-field stuff has to matter. And I know people will say, Jason, you've got to separate the art from the artist. And... You just got to focus on the on-field stuff with Antonio Brown. On the field, he was unbelievable. Yes, on the field, he was unbelievable. Fact. Also unbelievable. He's quit on multiple teams. Look at this. In Pittsburgh, quit on the team, throwing stuff on the field. and Just a disaster at the end. Mike Tomlin, who puts up a lot of crap, refused to take any more from Antonio Brown. 
Then Antonio Brown goes to the Raiders, uh, claims he's got frozen feet, gets the hell heck out of Dodge. Then the, the, the really incredible one for Antonio Brown. So he's a washout at this point. Nobody wants to touch him. He's radioactive. Tom Brady goes to Tampa and says, yo, I can control Antonio Brown. He's really, really good. Let's bring him in here. And Bruce Arians pushed back a lot. If you go back to that year and read about it, it was like Bruce Arians is like, nope, we don't need any more help. Nope, we don't need anybody else. And Tom Brady wins out. You know why? Because he basically said he'll be the babysitter for Antonio Brown. I'm not even kidding. He will live in my house. Tom Brady had Antonio Brown live in his house. They go on to win the Super Bowl. As soon as things go south, what happens after that? Antonio Brown in the end zone, quitting on his team, middle of the game, takes off his jersey, signaling to the fans. That video's real. Folks, I remember, you know, every Sunday I'm watching football all day. I'll never forget. Antonio Brown gets in an Uber in like the third quarter and is leaving the stadium while his team's on the field. Just stuff you don't ever see. Under no circumstances can I have Antonio Brown in my top five. I'm sorry. I cannot. This, this stuff... What happened in Pittsburgh and the Raiders, and especially at the end in Tampa, I can't have him top five. Now, his story is an interesting one. I was reading about it last night, prepping for the show, and it's like he was an unbelievable high school quarterback, didn't have the grades, went to prep school. His first college trip, he gets to FIU. Opening weekend, he gets in a fight with a security guard and kicked out of school. Like, the guy's got some problems, but when he's... Uh, you know, under lock and key, and at Central Michigan, he put up big numbers. And the NFL, good player, but for me, I can't have him top five. So here's my top five wide receivers. We'll go five to one. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Number five, I got Julio Jones. He really needs no introduction. An unbelievable talent with the Falcons. The only knock is he only had one season with double-digit touchdowns. But a lot of numbers historically stack up with the greats. Julio Jones, number five. Number four, Megatron. Calvin Johnson. Folks, 6'5", 237, and faster in the 40 than Justin Jefferson. Did retire early at the age of 30 which some people will say, oh, he doesn't have the numbers. He's in the Hall of Fame. Calvin Johnson in my top five, faux show. Number three, Terrell Owens. I, I don't think there's an argument. Now, he had some issues uh, with teammates in a couple stops, but nothing even close to the Antonio Brown realm. Terrell Owens ranks third all-time in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. Did have some good quarterbacks to catch passes from. Terrell Owens, for me, has to be number three. I don't think he can crack two. Two would be, for me, Randy Moss. For my money... The, most, the best game-breaking receiver I've ever seen. He, there's just the speed, the size. Folks, we'll have Eric Mangini on in a second. That season where Moss was with Brady, he caught 23 touchdowns, an NFL record. Essentially, Randy Moss was unstoppable. The only person to stop Randy Moss was Randy Moss. He kind of got sick in Minnesota. and was like, eh, no Antonio Brown stuff, but ended up leaving. And then uh, Moss was, like, not trying in with the Raiders because that franchise is garbage and he was just checked out. But then he rebounds with Brady. Moss, the only thing that holds him out from being number one is some of those exits. But number one, I don't think Moss could ultimately catch Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver in NFL history. Folks, this is crazy. At age 40, he had a 1,200-yard season. His numbers will never be touched. Uh, he holds the NFL record. Are you ready for this? I'm going to read this final stat. Holds the NFL records in receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. Holds the NFL postseason record for receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. Like, Jerry Rice is the GOAT. There's no doubt about it. All right, let's bring in Eric Mangini, uh, the former New York Jets coach. Uh, Eric Mangini, how are you, buddy? Fox NFL analyst. 
I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, I see you got your, your list rolling along today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to gotta hammer out a list there, Eric. Um, let me ask you, you've played with some great receivers. Off the top of your head, is there a great receiver that you played with that ever that jumped out at you, maybe unheralded or, or on the list? Well, look, I, on the list, all those guys are incredible. I remember playing Terrell Owens in the Super Bowl, and he wasn't supposed to play. And it was it was shocking that he was able to, to find a way to play, and it had to be through incredible pain. We doubled him during the game, and we still couldn't shut him down. And that 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 performance alone was was such a, a standout performance. We played Jerry Rice a little bit later in, in his career, and he was still incredibly effective. And you got to admire his work ethic and and the the level of preparation that that he put into his craft, and the way that he'd go to work every day. And feel like he, today was going to be the day he got cut. As great as he was, that's the mindset that he went into. Calvin Johnson was was just ridiculous to deal with. You double team him. You have you have different types of double teams on him, and he could still find a, a way to get open. And I think the problem with, with any list is, is there's there's the rule changes that I think have helped a lot of receivers in recent years. They're not dealing with the same type of jams at the line of scrimmage that, that the receivers from, from previous generations have dealt with. They don't deal with the same type of hits from the safeties. There's a lot more protection. So you got to take into account a, a little bit of, of that. I mean, Chris Carter is a guy who had double-digit touchdowns for, what, mm. six seasons? He helped train Randy Moss, uh, Marvin Harrison. There, there's so many great, great receivers that whenever you make a list like that, it's it's you're going to leave out you know some guys that you could argue for strongly in in any one of those spots certainly uh b- before we get to the jets on hard knocks i opened the show talking about kyler murray he gave some quotes saying that uh you know he's going to be coachable but we at some point we all have to look in the mirror we all have to be locked in uh, eric given what he makes and that he's the quarterback of pretty much a sinking ship I just didn't love the the accountability where he's kind of deflecting some of it. This is a guy who had a homework clause put in his contract because he famously was not like looking at the playbook during the week. He just wasn't locked in. Um, I don't want to say Arizona has a problem, but I just wonder. You've coached a lot of quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. Did, did you like what Murray said? Did you not have an issue with it? No, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. He talked about going into last season – and there being a lot of negativity and a lot of problems. The guy signed a, a contract for, what, $230 million? So if that's your definition of negativity, God, I would love to go into a season that negative with a $230 million contract. And I think what he's talking about is exactly what, what came out, which was the clause that they felt compelled to put in about his level of preparation. They not only had to put the clause in, but then they had to put addendums into the clause like you had to watch tape, but you had to be paying attention to the tape. That to me is is incredibly problematic. And and you know when you when you deflect blame as opposed to step up and, and take accountability when you're the face of the franchise when you're being compensated the way that he's being compensated, it's it's problematic. It, it is it is a really difficult thing for the rest of the group to to look at and say we want to rally around him. Yeah. Now, Jonathan Gannon is their new coach. I, th- I believe they have the youngest coaching staff in the league. Um, and would you have any advice for Gannon on how to deal with an uh, egomaniac of a quarterback? Well, I think they went to, didn't they just go to his Hall of Fame induction, his college Hall of Fame induction? So they're, they're, 
things like that where they're trying to build a relationship. And, and look, players change over time. The way you relate to play to players changes over time. And, and I get that. And, and it seems like they're doing everything they can to make sure that they have as positive a relationship as, as, as can be. That, that being said, you also have to have accountability. And you've got to have the ability of, of not just a friendship and a relationship, but the ability to coach a player hard and to demand certain things from them that they may not, they may not even know that they, they need to do. And, and it's a fine line of, of having a friendship mm-hmm. and then also having a coaching relationship where you can make and have the hard discussions with guys that uh, they need. Yeah. Uh, it, it just seems very bleak there uh, in Arizona. I want to quickly pivot to comments Josh Jacobs made about how he's not reporting to training camp until he gets a new deal. That comes on the heels of Saquon Barkley uh, having some issues with the Giants. And listen, I get it. You, you don't want to pay a running back. But if you remove both these guys from these teams, they're, they're, we're talking about like four, five, six win teams. Um, they're that integral. What can we do for running backs at this point? Like, they just seem endangered species. Uh, maybe it is cyclical, Eric, but it just does. I, I don't have a good feeling about what's the future holds for Jacobs or Barkley. Yeah, well, $13 million isn't, isn't a horrible <laughs> number. It, it's not like like you're, you're necessarily feeling sad for someone who's being paid $13 million a year. So, so I don't know if we have to do anything for running backs. And unfortunately... The league is, is, is an open marketplace, and you're going to pay what the market dictates that you have to pay. And their only leverage that these guys have is their services. So if, if he's really willing to take a stand and, and to sit out, then, then that's, the, that's the leverage that he has. And that can be, that can be difficult. We, we've seen it with, with Le'Veon Bell where he sat out, and it didn't really work out very well for him. So the... The precedent isn't positive for guys who, who sit out, and, and it, it's difficult, but that's the only leverage he has right now. Mm. All right, uh, we can wrap up with my New York Jets, uh, your New York Jets going on Hard Knocks. I wish I could uh, repeat what you said when I asked, hey, were you ever on Hard Knocks in your time during the commercial break? But uh, I, said, uh, <laughs> I said, no, thank God. Yeah. Well, why, why do you say it like that? I, it's it's fun to watch, and and they had the right Jets head coach with with Rex on it, and and I think that this will be a great TV with with Aaron Rodgers with all the expectations with it being in New York. There, there's there's a ton of great storylines there, but it is also difficult to operate as business as usual. And there's a lot of private conversations, and there's a lot of of coaching that you want to do with guys and, and things that you want to discuss with guys that you don't necessarily want broadcast to the entire country. And, and it can make people be more reserved. It can make some people show out a little bit more than, than they would naturally or, or do things that they wouldn't naturally do. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a difficult thing, I would imagine, to have cameras in your face every single day, all day, an environment where you're trying to get a ton of work done and get ready for the start of the season. Yeah, that doesn't seem optimal, when, especially when you think, uh, would you say Usala is, uh, I don't know, coaching for his job, a hot seat, whatever you want to say, but, you know, they got Rodgers. If they don't make the playoffs, it's probably safe to say that him and the GM are going to get dusted, right? It's it's going to be hard. Hard. I, I had had two winning seasons in New York, uh, and we got 
when we got Brett Favre and, and we had a, a lapse down the, the home stretch when he got hurt and, and was I was let go. You know, Robert hasn't had the, the winning season yet, so there are a ton of expectations. There's $100 million that have gone into this decision to, to go get Aaron Rodgers. This is a team that was in a lot of close games. They've got a lot of young talent, and I would I would imagine that ownership is thinking, okay, what's the missing piece? The missing piece is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and, and they've got one of those, and, and he's only a year removed from back-to-back MVPs, so... High expectations is not unreasonable, and and it's a hot seat, but it's not a hot seat because you have a bad team. It's a hot seat because you've got a great opportunity to be incredibly successful this season. Yeah, can, if you could real quick go back to your mindset. When you guys, you had two winning seasons, then Woody brings on Favre. I don't remember if you had signed off on it or you were keen on it or not, but um, just rem- remind me what that was like going into like training camp in July. Did you feel added pressure? Like what was that? What was the vibe there? Yeah, well, we had the one winning season initially, and then we, we dropped off. And so the last season when I was let go, we were nine and seven. But going into the, the Favre decision, it wasn't something that that I was behind because I felt like we were building something and, and there were steps that, that were going into each part of that building process and we we're making a ton of progress. So to insert someone like Brett Favre, which is a giant personality, very different offensive scheme than we had been running, a lot of things were being disrupted. So so I wasn't initially for it. I eventually got behind it and, and, and went all in. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a different scenario. We got him late. We got him during training camp. Mm. We got him during actually the preseason games. We were in Cleveland playing a preseason game. They, they got him in the, in the off season. They have an offensive coordinator that he worked with, mm. or he has worked with. We had a totally different offense and had to adjust to him. So, so they're, they're actually better positioned, I believe, than, than we were when we got, uh, Brett because of the amount of time they've had with him and the familiarity that the, the group of coaches have has with them. All right, Fox Sports NFL analyst Eric Mangini. I'd love to read a uh, profile of what that was like, Eric. I mean, you've <laughs> talked about it to me behind the scenes. I, I, I think the audience would love to know. Uh, thanks for taking the time, Eric. Enjoy the uh, weekend. All right, you too. All right, Eric Mangini, great individual. He's got some great stories. Uh, coming up next, um, we're going to talk about some comments made by Paul Pierce. Remember that guy? guy? I'm not a huge Paul Pierce fan, but he said something <laughs> about Damian Lillard. I'm sorry, I can't resist. I can't resist. Uh, how do you own the day in sports? You make incredible plays, but how do the rest of us own the day? With Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready to own the day. So look for Irish Spring at your local retailer today. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is herd H-E-R-D. New customers can bet five bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code herd H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia. 
Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. When an intruder threatens your home, Simply Safe's 24-7 live guard protection is there to help. Agents can speak to and deter them through the camera. Right now, get 20% off any Simply Safe system at simplysafecolin.com. There's no place like Simply Safe. You guys know I'm not a huge uh, fan of Boston sports. I uh, cannot stand the Patriots. Don't mind the New England Revolution, I guess, the MLS team. Uh, can't stand the Red Sox at all, my least favorite team uh, in, in baseball, and I have never liked the Celtics. I do, however, make an uh, addendum for Jason Tatum, who's just electrifying. I love him. But Paul Pierce went and opened his mouth this week. Paul Pierce, former Celtic, overrated Celtic. Come on, that's true, guys. You know this. Um, and he made some... I mean, just an absurd comment about what happens to the Miami Heat if they trade for Dame Lillard. And uh, some people probably say, well, wait a second, Jay, hey, look at, look at what's going on if they trade for Dame Lillard. Paul Pierce said Miami won't make it out of the first round if they trade for Damian Lillard. And his logic behind it is, well, they're going to have to get rid of Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry, and, and I think they have to keep Caleb Martin. But um, they'll, they'll basically have to lose these role players and, you know, if Paul Pierce were sitting here, I would, you know, put him in a body bag instantly by saying, oh, you mean Tyler Hero, the guy who didn't play in the postseason and they got better? That that Tyler Hero, he's gone, that's a big loss? Well, Jason, they lost Struess and Vincent. Yeah, they did. Who were those guys again before Miami? Well, what were they doing exactly? Struess and Vincent? They just got paid handsomely in free agency. Max Struess got way too much money from the Cavs. He's okay, but he's not the 3 and D wing they were looking for. He's like a big two guard. Uh, what's he going to do with the Cavs? We'll see. Uh, Vincent, I like a little more. Um, he's going to the Lakers. To, uh, did they overpay him? We'll see. Um, I think he's probably a suitable replacement for Dennis Schroeder. But this idea that the Miami Heat are going to lose all these guys and Dame is just one guy, Paul Pierce, here's what you failed to miss. At least from my point of view, Heat culture is the best culture in the NBA. They have made... Just an unbelievable decision year after year after year. They move on from players, and they bring in new guys who fit their system. And this is where it gets weird. I started to jot down a couple names. 
So remember, LeBron's with the Heatles, then he leaves, and every team LeBron leaves just totally falls off a cliff into a chasm, and they're never heard from for years and years. Heat bounced back from when LeBron left quite quick. And you know how they did it? Around the edges. They got this guy, Josh Richardson. They bring in Josh Richardson, and he looks, oh my gosh, wow, what a find by Miami. So what happens? They then go flip Josh Richardson. He moves on, and he doesn't do jack squat anywhere else. Heat, Kelly Olenek. Yeah, we'll take we'll take him. Um, Kelly Olenek was an okay player. Pops in Miami. He's pretty damn good. Kelly Olenek moves on. They don't lose a beat. Basically, Miami is able, through their robust scouting department, to find, like, undrafted, undervalued players, and they pop. Another guy wrote down, Kendrick Nunn, okay? He was pretty darn good in Miami. Lakers see that. Oh, oh, let's get us some Kendrick Nunn. You don't want to ask how that went. Very poorly. So now they move on from Vincent and Struess, and you're like, oh, man, they're going to be hurting. Well, are they? Are we sure? Are we positive? What Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra and that front office and staff have done is consistently delivered with players that nobody else wanted or nobody else noticed, and uh, our staff had a great number. Essentially, they were able to turn all these undrafted players into a record-setting postseason where in one game, they had the most points from undrafted players ever in a game in NBA playoff history. That's what Miami does. And, you know, we got a great parallel here in the NFL. The New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, for the longest time, I know he struggled with the draft, but he was able to find these undrafted players or seventh-round player in Julian Edelman, and we're going to create a slot position, and these guys are going to wreck defenses. Julian Edelman, uh, Danny Amendola, uh, who's the other guy? Um, Wes Welker. Um, He's able to find these guys, plug them in, and they become stars. Um, I'll never forget... Um, It was like a Steelers-Patriots game. And this guy, Chris Hogan, is just tearing up the Steelers secondary. I'm like, who the hell is Chris Hogan? I don't know who this guy is. He's a former lacrosse player that Bill Belichick found, plugged him in, and Chris Hogan lights up the Steelers. It is incredible how smart front offices are able to work around the edges. This idea that Miami's going to lose anything by bringing in Dame, I think Paul Pierce is way, way off here. You talk about Dame, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo, and I know it's been tough historically. Three max players, you don't have a lot or else around the edges. I'm going to go ahead and trust Heat culture that Damian Lillard in Miami, assuming it happens, and all signs point to it happening, is going to work really, really well. I would actually put them ahead of Boston as the number one team in the Eastern Conference. I would go Dame, Butler, Bam as number one, Boston two, and reluctantly an aging Milwaukee team three. And yes, I'm already starting Milwaukee's trending downward. Let's get Giannis out of town. Uh, I'll start my Giannis to the Lakers here in about uh, the, the, the next four months here on the herd. Let's go to Alex Curry with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Well, J-Mac, let's start in the NFL, specifically in Denver, because last season the Broncos were one of the NFL's most disappointing teams after entering with Super Bowl aspirations, but finishing 5-12. and 12. Now this season, things are looking up after Denver brought in Sean Payton in hopes of turning things around and getting the most out of Russell Wilson. Well, Broncos legend John Elway has chimed in on Payton's fit with the team, saying... I'm excited. He's a perfect fit for where we are right now, where the Broncos are right now. Obviously, he has a lot of skins on the wall. He won a Super Bowl. 
watched before and won a ton of football games. I don't think there could be a better fit. I think he will be great. Sean has a great feel for the quarterback position. He's so knowledgeable on the offensive side. I think he knows what Russell will do best. Mm. Obviously, Sean is one of the best coaches in the game. But if you read between the lines, he's going to be the best for the Broncos. Or is he going to be the best fit for Russell Wilson? Can he be the one to turn... I don't know if I would have called last season a dumpster fire, but it was pretty <laughs> darn close yeah. to it. Yeah. When you go in with such high expectations of possible Super Bowl yeah. expectations, and then you have a 5-12 and 12 record, players are fighting on the field, yeah. nothing's going right, coach gets fired. I mean, there almost everything that could have gone wrong did. Yeah. But... Can he do it? Do you believe that Sean Payton will be able yeah, to turn yeah, this certainly. around? Uh, I do want to ask about Alex. He said uh, skins on the wall. Skins it, on the. I know. I had to, I had to I had pause. To, I'm like, I had to read that line a couple times too. I'm like, okay, he's one and has a ton. Yeah, he is that has like a, a lot I'm, of skins on the wall. Maybe like wins. Hunting reference is that? I'm assuming that's I, like that. I haven't been hunting. Shocking. I'm not a hunter. Yeah. <laughs> never. I, yeah, no, I've never so, even uh, held a gun. Not to get too granular with the quarterback yeah. breakdown, but like one of the things I read was. Russell Wilson has not been able to solve the too high safety, yeah. right? Um, his big game winner in Seattle was, I'm just going to chuck it deep, beautiful deep ball, and lock it, and Metcalf are running under it for touchdowns. So that worked for many years, and then mm-hmm. the too high safety took that away, and he had to win underneath. And I'm not saying he couldn't, but he just didn't. So if they're taking that away still, is he yeah. going to work the underneath game the way Breeze would do it? Uh, in New Orleans with Peyton, can can Russell Wilson win that way? I'm going to assume he's talented enough to do it, but yeah. we'll see. There's still also, a big question. Also, is he question. willing to adjust? That's yeah. the biggest thing too. When you when you move environments, when the game changes, when you when you have a different coach, yep. you have to be willing to grow and adjust together. And there has to be that trust. Everyone has to buy in. Every championship team that I've covered across all the sports, every single player and the coach has to buy in and be on the same page. So. If they can do that, if he can adjust, then I think there is a possibility. Yeah, probably a wait and see, right? I'm not. I'm confident it'll happen, but I'm not like backing up. Yeah, I'm not going I, to Vegas in a couple no. weeks and betting heavily on the Broncos to do any and no, that much. I, I made that mistake last season. Oh. before the start of last season, yeah. I had high expectations for Russell Wilson and the Broncos, and I, yeah, I think, I bet I think the, a good chunk season of the opener. media world did. Yeah, well, that was that was brutal. Tough that loss to Seattle. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's stick in the NFL. Daniel Jones earned a four-year, $160 million deal with the Giants this offseason and will hope to build on his success under two-year head coach Brian Dable. Now, Giants guard Mark Lewinsky believes that with the contract out of the way, Jones can be even better this season. And here's what he had to say. He did a great job, especially coming off of the you know past couple of years where he's had a different coach. And I felt like every game that we were winning, he was opening up a little bit more. And you would see a little bit more uh, fire in him and more and more. And, and that swagger was coming out. And, and there was a lot of fun that was being played last season. So I think it's going to be even a better season now that he has, you know, he feel he has that little bit of sense of relief in the sense that he has doesn't have to prove it to anybody. And now he can just go out there and have fun and kick ass. And I think that's what was showing last year. I mean, you hope. You hope that now you have the the comfort of the contract that you'll be able to perform and the comfort of having an extra year under your head coach. 
But we've also seen it go the other way. Once you get the contract, they're not yeah. performing as well. There's not that fire of you have to prove yourself. You have to you have to be and, and prove everybody wrong. Sometimes that fire can lead to the next step. Yeah. But also, you might not have Saquon Barkley. Like, they're yeah. still dealing with that drama right now. They haven't figured out his contract, and that is your biggest weapon. I mean, I think they should just pay the guy, but... I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't not, see not my job, yeah. but why wouldn't you pay your biggest offensive weapon, especially since you just locked in your quarterback, gave him a big deal. Yeah. You're starting to trend in the right direction, and you're not going to continue on that path if you do not have Saquon Barkley. Yeah. My favorite part of the NFL offseason is everybody's like, oh, he's in the best shape of his life. Yeah. He's ready to tackle. <laughs> he's going to be four times as good as he was. Everybody's just so upbeat. And then, like, week three hits, and you're like, ooh, is this guy going to get benched? Not that Jones is going to get benched. Yeah. Uh, probably not that early. Uh, I just, I don't see it. But, but you I, don't you believe. I might have to recuse myself from talking about the Giants, uh, Alex. Because I'm such a Jets honk yeah. that I don't like the Giants at all. But and you I'm, just don't see it. You're, you're like, you have Jets blinders on. Well, yeah, but last year I did predict uh -huh. the Giants would do well. I convinced uh, yeah. Coward to the Giants would do well. Um, and this year I think they're going to be very bad. So I'm... I've started the piling on already. Why? I, I, I just, I think it was a one-year lucky, uh, Daniel Jones, like you said, playing for the contract, yeah. Dable, they just surprised everybody. Okay. Schedule was light. They really thrived. I don't see it. The schedule's tougher. The Saquon Barkley drama. Interesting. I, I mean, Daniel Jones got his money. He did. You, what do you think he's more likely doing? On, on a beach in Greece in June? Or is he is he grinding watching tape the way he was last year to get ready for his I big mean, contract? I you hope year? so. That's what you hope when you were getting paid millions of dollars to play a sport. You should be in the best shape of your life. You should be preparing every which way you can to be the best that you can be. But we've, we've seen this, uh, again, across all sports. Once a guy gets a big yeah. deal, I did it. Yeah, we'll see. This is great. I don't think that's going to be the case with, with Jones, but... Jet blinders. <laughs> That's what you got. All right, on to the NBA, where James Harden is still a member of the 76ers, but is sticking to the trade demand that he made at the start of free agency. Reports indicate that Harden is upset with how his free agency has been handled and is determined to start next season in a Clippers jersey. But Sixers GM Daryl Morey is aiming to keep him in Philly, regardless of how he feels about the situation. Harden is starting to become that player. Which one is that? I'm not happy here. Send me away. Things get tough. There's not that commitment of, okay, let's stick it out. Let's figure it out. Let's work on this together. It's like, nope, it's hard. I'm out. This would be, what, it's 15? <laughs> Thunder, Rockets, Nets, Sixers, if he moves again. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I know he demanded out of Houston. That was like yeah. 20, what, like 19 or out 20? Out of Houston, out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Out now of Philly. Philly, yeah, not that, a great it's look. It's not a great. Look. Do, do, also, please. what is he expecting? Like, what, what, what would he get in the Clippers situation, right? Because he probably wants to play with Kawhi and Paul George. I think he wants to live out here in LA. What? Okay, so it's more of the situation. Probably. Also, I, <laughs> I mean, Lakers fan, but like Clippers haven't figured it out. They're they not, have yeah. not figured out how to win in the postseason. Let me ask you. So, in baseball, do yeah? Does anybody really demand no. trades? That doesn't have. It's no. not a thing, right? No, it, it's not really a huge thing in no. the NFL. It, this is exclusive this is a to basketball. Big NBA thing. Way more of an NBA thing. Yeah, it's, it's just. It, I mean, it's starting to get unseemly when it's, every year. Like I'm guaranteeing you, Kyrie Irving signed his deal. Yeah. I would say over under he demands a trade in 16 months. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a completely different like 
players run the league in the NBA. Yeah. Owners and GMs run the league in Major League Baseball. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of pro-player, so I don't hate player movement. But at some yeah. point, you got to draw a line like, James, bro, stick out your contract. Chill. Yeah. Now they, 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 Give they it a did, couple years. They did screw him over a little. It. But he said, I'll take less money last yep. year so we can build a contender. And, oh, shocker, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Alex with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Breaking news, well, sort of. Aaron Rodgers has spoken. He has chimed in on the Jets being on Hard Knocks. We'll have that for you next. Very exciting. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can bring out a whole new you, and BetterHelp makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist. Get 10% off your first month of online therapy at B-E-T-T-E-R. H-E-L-P dot com slash herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media sports and more every week explore some amazing facts about human nature and more listen to the fifth hour with ben maller on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast hi it's the herd the thrill and excitement of march mania is here and DraftKings sportsbook one of america's top rated sportsbook apps is giving new customers a shot to turn five bucks into 150 dollars instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet five and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code heard. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. 
tomorrow. It's baseball night in America on Fox. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman lead the Dodgers against Pete Alonso and the Mets. Or the White Sox take on Ronald Acuna Jr. and the Red Hot Braves. It all starts tomorrow at 7 Eastern on Fox. Check the game in your area. Alex, I made the mistake of going on social media during I thought the break. you don't do that don't, when you're hosting. I don't, but uh, I got happened? all these text messages from friends and family. Um, and these Giants fans are upset. You always talk about the Jets. Well, here's another Jets segment, everybody. See? Just one more. <laughs> all right, so they got announced that they're going to be on Hard Knocks. I was, you know, unhappy with the move. What? But I get it. I get it. I don't want to. I don't need. They don't need the drama. Eric Mangini said it. Who needs this drama? The camera's everywhere. However... There were reports prior to the announcement that Aaron Rodgers was very unhappy. He didn't want to be on it. Not so fast, my friend. Here's Aaron Rodgers talking at the America Century Championship up in Tahoe about Hard Knocks. One of the only things I like about Hard Knocks is the voice of God who narrates it. (laughs) Right. Live. I hope I get to meet him. But look, you know, I understand the, the appeal with us, obviously. There's a lot of eyes on me, a lot of eyes on our team, a lot of expectations for our squad. So uh, they forced it down our throats, and we got to deal with it. So I came in this morning to the morning meeting all prepared for Aaron Rodgers. Jesus, this is so bad. Like four good reasons why this is bad. And then I see this video. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold the phone. What if, and Rodgers looks very clear, clear-eyed there. He just looked like a guy who's like, no big deal. Ain't no thing. You know, he just looked. Now, we know Aaron likes the pharmaceuticals. Maybe something was going on. But it's possible that Aaron Rodgers is like, you know what? Guys, my legacy is cemented. I got a Super Bowl. I got MVPs. I just wanted to get out of Green Bay. I'm going to come to the Jets. We're going to have some fun. If it doesn't work, bummer. If it works, awesome. And I wonder if something about Aaron is like getting out of Green Bay and moving on is just kind of almost therapeutic for him. And he he looks and sounds like a different person. I'll say this. So you guys know I like to play tennis. So instead of signing up for the singles tennis tournament, I signed up for doubles with a buddy. I had literally never played doubles tennis in my life. Not once. And I played this week. And me and my partner, we got slaughtered by a couple friends, a couple ladies actually who play doubles a lot. They're good. And like midway through the first set, we're getting crushed. And I'm like, this is, this is exciting. I've never done this before. I feel like I'm like playing a new instrument or something. Just all, everything about it was new and fun, even though we were losing. So I wonder if part of Rogers is like, you know what? Just not being in Green Bay is exciting and new and fresh. And I'm going to have fun with it. And... Uh, Kevin Clark, who comes on this show, came on my podcast this week and said, Jason, just remember the last time the Jets were on hard knocks, they went to the AFC Championship game. That was, of course, Rex Ryan cursing up a storm, and like it was drama-filled and exciting. Um, There is a world where this is not that worrisome for me as a Jets fan. I know, Jason, you're just so optimistic. You're wearing green underwear for the Jets. All the, what's his name? Uh, the Buffalo Bills lineman, Deion Dawkins, came on asking if I have a Jets tattoo. Like, I like the team, but I, my life is not going to hinge on whether or not, you know, they, they win or lose games. It'll be disappointing, yeah, but guess what? Life goes on. Um, and let's be real about this. Yes, um, There will be some moments in hard knocks where Aaron Rodgers maybe side-eyes a coach or a receiver drops a pass and you see Rodgers kind of roll his eyes. 
that stuff's going to happen, but it's going to be broken down in granular fashion. 50 websites, 50 social media accounts. It's going to be it. We're going to talk about it on this show. Hard Knocks is Tuesday night. I haven't watched it in a couple years because it's just not that relevant. Um, I'm almost certain we will have a Hard Knocks discussion every Wednesday because it's Aaron Rodgers, it's the Jets, it's the New York media. The spotlight is big and going to be glaring. I'm starting to come around on it not being that big of a deal. But I guess in the macro sense, one pretty cool thing is the big winner in this is us, the fans. Um, As Colin articulated, Netflix has a new series about quarterbacks. And Amazon Prime had a series about the Arizona Cardinals. So the streaming companies are now getting into the NFL. And Hard Knocks basically has to step up their game. You know, they couldn't just trot out a crappy team that's got like a five and a half win total that nobody cares about. They now, like, I don't want to say they've mailed in hard knocks for the last couple of years, but the reality is it hasn't been that compelling. I don't know, Alex, do you even remember who was on hard knocks last year? I, I don't know the answer to that. Ryan, maybe you know, was it the Detroit Lions? Okay, it was the Detroit Lions. Like, they, did you watch last year? Uh... I think I watched like the first two episodes. I mean, but this is going to be must watch TV. Right. I mean, this is this is gold. Everyone has their thoughts and opinions on Aaron Rodgers, yeah. right? We only get the outside perspective. This is the first time we're really going to get a behind the scenes look as who he is as a person, who Rodgers is as a teammate, who he is as a leader, how he prepares. I think this could actually be great for his brand because no one really knows the real Aaron Rodgers. Pull back the curtain and, and yeah. really see because we've heard we've heard his teammates talk about how how great of a teammate he yeah. is, how great of a leader he is, and now the world will kind of get that behind the scenes perspective opposed to just all these outside opinions of seeing that yeah, he lives a different yeah. life. He lives an out there life which I'm a, a no judgment human in that sense. I'm like go live your life whatever works best for you. That's incredible. So I I, I think this is could be great for Rogers brand. And then it's great for us because this is yeah. the biggest headline. Content. It's the biggest yeah. headline of the NFL season, new team, MVP, Aaron Rodgers, And now we're going to get to talk about it every it, week. It's interesting. You say we don't know a lot about him. So I'll never forget uh, Fox. Um, you know, they've got things that they can set us up with. And I had to fly to New York to yeah. s- host a panel, um, some wireless cell phone or one of those deals. And, and I was set up with a former Packers tight end. Yeah. I won't say his name, but it's not that hard to look him up. And in between, in like the green room, I'm asking him questions, trying to learn about the, and I was like, oh yeah, how was Rodgers? And he's like, that guy was the biggest jerk ever. You know, I came in as a rookie Mm. and he would not look at me. Like we would walk past each other in the hallways, wouldn't even make eye contact, wouldn't say a word. I was like, geez, what's that about? He's like, dude, it got so weird. I had to go to the coaches and be like, does Aaron Rodgers not like me? I'm a rookie, new guy on this team. He won't look at me. He won't talk to me. They had to broker peace. So Rogers sat down with this tight end in a room in Green Bay and like got on the same page. Now, are people going to watch Hard Knocks and be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's not really talking to people. Or is he going to ham it up and be super friendly and the jokester? And like, I don't, I, I, I literally don't know. I'm kind of interested to see what it's about because this is maybe his swan song. This is his this is his career. This is his life. I, I think we're gonna get a, a good glimpse of who he actually is because he has to prepare with a new team, yeah. a new coach, a new offense, a, a new de- like everything. Everything is new for the first time in his his career. Yeah. So this is I, I again I said it before, I think this is a gift. 
I think this is gold. This is TV gold, sports gold. Yeah. Um, I'm optimistic to getting to know who Aaron Rodgers yeah. is. I don't know if you've seen the quarterback Netflix thing. I saw the first, like half of the first episode I watched last night, and it's so good. It's pretty good. It's insane. I mean, also, like, they lucked out getting Patrick Mahomes during his Super Bowl yeah. season. Like, that was insane. So the Patrick Mahomes thing that I'm sure you guys have seen on social media is where Crosby of the Raiders is a l- doing a little bit of trash talking. Not much. Yeah. Mahomes... They were up 17. uh, Raiders were up 17. Mahomes just torches him and starts saying, you know, you a lot of f bombs, and it's pretty like wow, Mahomes, Mahomes cursing at him, going up in his face. I'm like, I like Pat Mahomes even more now. Right. So I don't know that Rodgers is gonna be that fired up about his own teammates, but maybe he's gonna be demanding. Maybe he's gonna be like, guys, see, cut this out. Like we got a lot of young guys. No, yeah, we and that's why. Even if you hate the Jets or you're sick of me talking about the Jets, listen, Alex, there's a world where they're two and six out of the gate and it's over. It's done. They're not coming back from two and six. And we'll just, you know, we'll move on to another team like, I don't know, the Browns uh, or or Cowherd's Chargers. You know, that's what happens. (laughs) But uh, coming up next, just when you think Kyler Murray's taking a step forward, two steps back. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction but there's only one zin find yours in online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical